Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. And right at the top of the list of what we're going to talk about is the Federal Reserve, the FOMC meeting. Why do you expect it? The 25 basis point rate hike came through. So for a ninth straight meeting, it has raised rates and it indicates that there may be more hikes to come. So that's a clear sign that the Fed is pretty confident that it is able to quell inflation while not making the banking crisis worse. Let's unpack it with Dwight Evans. He is the head of APAC macro strategy at State Street Global Markets. Morning, Dwight. How are you doing today? Good morning. Very well, thank you. Hey, great to close to the weekend. It's good. Yeah, we're almost thank there. You. But a bit more before we get to that weekend. So let's talk about the FOMC. First, expectations. How much did that align with what you're looking out for? Yeah, 25 made sense. I know there was a lot of talk around how the banking instability of the last couple of weeks might have pushed the Fed to do nothing. Um, Our view simply was that that was sending the wrong signal. That was sending the wrong signal that inflation is now not a concern or less of a concern and that there were certainly more going on in the banking system than maybe we've been led to believe. Mm. I think that was the wrong signal. Um, The fact that they've gone 25 does again uh, indicate that they are fully focused on the their inflation mandate um, and that we can take from this and we take this with a pinch of salt of course but we can take from this that for now it looks like some of the fallout in terms of the banking sector instability looks to be contained so in that respect it was pretty much all systems go and pretty much in line with the rhetoric that Jay Powell has been speaking about for the last couple of months yeah it was a tough toss-up between price stability versus financial stability. So it looks like they may have leaned towards fighting inflation more as the bigger priority. So going by the language you've been hearing from Fetcher Jerome Powell, what can we expect in the coming meetings? So the one pushback and and the one uh, area where the market was, should we say, sort of mispriced is the expectations that the Fed would start cutting rates this year. The FOMC has pushed back on that again quite mm. aggressively, um, which makes sense because I think the language recently has been one of we're going higher on rates and we're staying there for longer. So this perception that there was this need to cut rates was very much driven by the instability in the banking sector. That, that seems now to have been pushed to one side for now at least. Uh, it does look as if there's at least one more hike. We do believe there's another one to come in May. And that could well be the end of the cycle. Uh, It takes us up to a terminal rate where they have not adjusted expectations on that terminal rate. So we think we're coming up close now to the top of the mountain, the top of the uh, the peak rates, as it were, in terms of the Fed. One more to come in May. Uh, In all likelihood, then, they will probably stay on hold for the remainder of this year. Now, of course, the remainder of this year is a long time. Mm. But what they're trying to engineer, this is ultimately the the optimal outcome for them, what they're trying to engineer is a slowdown in inflation and also a slowdown in growth. It's the two to go hand in hand, but for this to be a relatively soft landing as far as the economy is concerned. So not to over-tighten and therefore to cause a recession. That's what they're obviously aiming for. Uh, so we think there's a bit more to come because of the inflation angle, but that will be the end of it after May. That will be the, the last 25 hike. Uh, do I follow? We've heard of the phrase wait and see. Now, this latest move has been described by some corners as hike and see, a bit of a gamble. So what do you make of it? Is it a big gamble for them to hike right now, you know, looking in the backdrop, the banking sector crisis that might get worse if rate hikes become too aggressive? 
Well, this is this is the slight gamble that they're playing, obviously, because with each sort of incremental increase in interest rates, there are going to be areas of the economy that are going to be more vulnerable to those increase in interest rates. That much is, you know, standard textbook economics. We know already that the housing sector in the U.S. has started to weaken because of the, the unique way that mortgages are, are priced in the U.S. Um, so there are going to be there, there's going to be a fallout. There's going to be a fallout in the, the real sector. But that is embedded very much within their slowdown and their lower growth forecasts that they pretty much embedded within this particular meeting. So I can see yes, but I think the C part from their perspective is that they expect to see inflation fall throughout the course of this year. It's been quite sticky up till now, Mm -hmm. obviously. But they expect also the C part is also, uh, let's see how quickly the real sector and real economy sort of slows down. They probably think that these incremental 25 basis point hikes uh, enough to slow down inflation without overly tightening and therefore causing a recession on the real sector. So there, there is a little bit of high see here, but I think they feel that they've got the balance right given where rates are right now. Are you seeing the progress that they, you think they might be looking out for? Because if you look at inflation, it is moderating, but still quite elevated. If you look at the labour market, it's still quite robust. We still get reports about the market being strong. Some companies still struggling to find workers. Is it going the way they are hoping to engineer that slowdown of sorts? Yeah, so this is where the the forecasts have been a little bit odd. So if you pick out one thing from their forecast last night, they've revised down their growth expectations, but they haven't revised their inflation and their labor market expectations. So that's slightly odd relationship whereby they're expecting the economy to slow, but for it not to have a material impact on the labor market and inflation. And that was a slightly odd outcome in terms of their economic projections. There is no doubt at all the labor market is still very, very strong. There is, of course, again, textbook sort of economics 101, the labor market is very much the lagging indicator. So as the economy slows, it tends to be labor that is the, the, the last shoe to drop, as it were. The inflation story from us actually remains one of disinflation, but one that is sufficiently sticky so that inflation will settle down at an area which is above their target level. And that's their concern. So I guess what they're trying to do here is generate a modest slowdown in the economy. This would be their optimal outcome. Generate a modest slowdown in the economy. That takes down inflation by some degree, but also eventually you'll see less pressure on the labor market and that will feed back again into slightly lower inflation pressures. So all of that, of course, suggests that they're they're aiming for this very Goldilocks scenario, which, which... Ultimately, it's their, it's their job, obviously, to try and to try and cushion the economy down without necessarily strangling growth going forward. Well, in conversation with Dwyfo Evans, who is the head of APAC Macro Strategy at State Street Global Markets. Now, Dwyfo, taking into account what we've just heard from the Fed, how we could see more rate hikes on the road, what is this going to mean for investors as they look at the opportunities out there, especially when you look at how the US dollar has had a good run? Uh, that could start to slow down. What are you looking out for in terms of places to allocate your money right now? So the dollar has had a good run. And it's not altogether clear, given what's happened last night, that the dollar's had much support, actually, from the rate decision. And if we do have only one more hike, then the dollar outlook here looks a little bit more muted, not least because we find that investors are actually very overweight dollars right now. So it's difficult to see where that incremental dollar demand is necessarily going to come from. The issue around the risk markets, if you look at traditional risk markets like the high beta markets or emerging markets mm-hmm. or things of that nature, particularly important, of course, for Asia, the, the one area that we're looking out for here is the slowdown in growth that the Fed was talking about. If that is systematic of a slowdown more generally, then clearly that's going to have an adverse effect on northern Asia and some of the markets that are very export-driven. 
And so we need to see whether China can come to the uh, to, to, to be to, to be the knight in shining armor in terms of supporting some of the export markets. So what we can do from you know looking forward in terms of how this plays out in markets, if we think about it from an Asian perspective, one of the things that's going on right now is that the slowdown in growth implies lower trade volumes. So that's bad for the exporters. So export markets, markets that are very centered on uh, exporter sector, we would probably be underway. What's also happening, of course, is that the slowdown in growth means that we're seeing lower commodity prices. Mm -hmm. So those markets that are very sensitive to commodity prices, let's think about the likes of India, for example, within Asia, uh, they're likely to get a little bit more support. So you can, I guess, begin to segment opportunities on the slower trade environment will be negative for the exporters. The, the lower commodity environment will be very good for the commodity importers. Uh, we still think this is close to the top of the rate cycle. Then some rates market are going to start to become a little bit more attractive. Maybe the U.S. Treasury market becomes a bit more attractive given relative rates and also the top of the cycle. And there are also pockets of opportunities elsewhere in the emerging market space as well. I would probably argue not so much in Asia, but more in somewhere like Latin America, where real yields are much, much higher. So you do begin to pick out these little opportunities out there uh, based on the macro trends, but also on relative interest rates. All right. It's a great overview of how these FOMC meetings down the road could impact Asian markets and what to look out for. We've been chatting with Dwight for Evans. He's the head of APAC Macro Strategy at State Street Global Markets. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Dwight for. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.